This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today we are featuring a wonderful author. She's a health coach. She has uh, um, a real special uh, specialness about her and and the work that she's doing. And so we're going to spend time with her. But first, we have to welcome back Mitch. Mitch, who is recently... Well, first of all, I should... <laughs> I, I ergo forgot to mention Eric. Eric, how are you? Hey, I am here. <laughs> I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful day. Uh, well, I know. You and I... Looks like Mitch here. has been out in the sun. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say... <laughs> Which good for him. It doesn't come around all that often lately. So, you know, got to take advantage. Indeed, indeed. Well, especially it took him five hours to get here from where he was. Ah. Uh, ah. Not local so, sun, then. Not no. local sun. Tell us that Hawaii was lousy and rainy and icky and cold. <laughs> Overall, no, but I did. Uh, there was a couple days I did experience. There was uh, there was a huge rain storm thunder there was even a uh a uh earthquake that happened one of the nights there when i was there nothing too crazy but definitely things you don't typically besides the rain part that you don't see over here so <laughs> now, what island were you on um I'm all, i was on the big island over in kona oh that's where the uh is that where the volcanoes are yeah yeah there's a there's a bunch a bunch of them yeah Hence the reason probably why you had earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't really, I, I think that might have been the first time I experienced one over there, but I've, they're, they're usually pretty mild. They're, they're, you, if you live over in the city of Volcano, <laughs> they, uh, it's much more intense <laughs> over there, but they do make it all the way over to the other side over, over into Kona. And it's maybe a little bit more of the after effects, but yeah, that was my first time. I was, I was a little freaky at first. It's been a while since I <laughs> experienced an earthquake. Well, Eric, I must say that I, I believe that the people who named a city volcano were not using a marketing director at the time. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, so that's that's really good, Eric. Thank you for being here, Mitch. Thank you for being here. We've got a wonderful guest, and I want to get right into talking with her um, because. Um, Number one, she is works with autistic children. She has one of her own. I have a granddaughter who's autistic, and I want to learn more and more about the subject that I can. And uh, and so let's go ahead and bring bring Tracy Mitch her last name, please. Slepsevic. Was <laughs> that was that close? Yeah, that was right on spot. Good job, Mitch. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Really, really cool. Uh, uh, Tracy's got a BA in complementary and alternative medicine, an AA in business administration, a certified holistic health coach, a certified dietary supplements advisor, and one of my favorite jobs in the world, she's an EMT, because I fully expect I'm going to need one sooner or later. Not an active EMT. I did go to school and get my license, but I haven't renewed it. Um, I, I wanted to have those basic life skills. And so I went to EMT school too. That's probably as basic a life skill as you have can have. But I don't want to get paid $12 an hour. I'm... 
Really? They get paid that much, do they? Well, <laughs> that's, that's pretty amazing. So <laughs> I want you to, th- Mitch, I want you to think about this. You are having a distress. You're feeling not very good. So you call 911 and they send an EMT who's making $12 an hour. How do you feel about that? Well, this is a little bit of new information for me, but I don't feel very good about it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like uh, crossing a bridge that is built by the lowest bidder. You, yeah, you just, it's, it's quite sad. <laughs> no, I mean, that 12 in California, $12 now goes, goes below the minimum wage, which I think is 15, but it's somewhere between like 15 and $18 an hour. It's, it's very sad. So I can't, that's hard to believe that that we, that we have our, our medicine is so, so advanced that we can have somebody that makes $18 an hour come and save your life. Yeah. Typically it's the paramedics that, you know, do most of the work, but you know. Well, yeah, but they they take, sometimes they take a while to get there. Yeah. Uh, You know, so they're not, they're not first on the scene. Sometimes they're third or fourth on the scene and but in, in any event enough of that i want to talk to you about the book that you have out uh that is called warrior mom and uh it is a mother's journey in healing her son with autism and yeah. i want to talk about that because that's just hot 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 it's brand new out isn't it it is so my publishing date was april 4th of this year and so it's you know brand new on the shelves do you find that that um, a lot of people, because it's happening a lot more than we ever thought it was, that a lot of people are interested in autism and, and things that we can do to make the lives of the folks that we love that have it? Absolutely. So it seems like everywhere I turn, I'm meeting a parent now who has a child with autism or some other related neurological disorder. And the, the sad thing is it, it is because, um, you know, they say that the rate of autism went up one in 36, but yet they only rate, they do those studies based on eight-year-olds only. And so now you have like these adults and, you know, uh, older kids that are being newly diagnosed. So it's, it's definitely on the rise and, and people are more open to talk about it. The word healing definitely raises some eyebrows. I get some that, you know, can see the word for what it actually is. And I get other ones that are like, oh, well, you're trying to change your kid or, or you've, you're claiming you cured your kid. I said, no, I said healed. (laughs) So I've gone through this before where I, I'm, I'm battling with people over using the word healing. It's ridiculous. What's the difference, Mitch, maybe you know this and I don't, and you can, what's the difference between healing and cured? Is this question for me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is, this is a test. I passed my test. Um, um, tomorrow I get to do a show with some folks and I'll pass that test then, but, but this is your test today. I mean, I think that I look at cured as, as 
there, I don't even want to use the word issue, but if you're, if there's something that you're dealing with and you figure out a way to, I guess, th- I think through the power of healing, um, you know, I don't even want to use the word fix either, but you know what I mean? Um, to, to, to have the end result be that, that they're no longer experiencing whatever it may be that they're, that they have. And I think healing too is, uh, can be looked at in a lot of ways. Maybe it's a little bit of general term. I'm sure we'll learn about it from Tracy, but, um, you know, as, as actions and things that you're doing to support, um, making something better, um, doesn't, I don't think it necessarily always results in a cure. Um, but you know what I mean? It's, there's, there's a lot of things that we can be doing out there aside from just your regular, you know, medicine style, you know, nap or not natural, but, uh, your non-natural ways of doing things, um, that help with these things that could, I think could potentially obviously lead to a cure too. So they're kind of very different, but I'm excited to hear Tracy's take on everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually sounded pretty educated, but, uh, Tracy educate us, please. So when I said healing, I meant addressing the underlying conditions associated with autism and really any neurological disorders so they can live a fully functioning life and without pain and discomfort. A lot of these kids are are dealing with, you know, leaky gut and stomach pain. So they're not sleeping. They're that's where the self-injurious behaviors come from. They're leaning over stuff, um, you know, to put pressure on their bellies. And, you know, I remember when Noah was little and the number one thing that we would do to comfort him from gas was the football hold, you know, you bounce them and you do that whole football hold and, um, to put pressure on the belly. And so the main thing was, was to address what was going on with his body. So, so that he could live a fully functioning life. I mean, diet alone um, brought back my son's speech and I mean, a very strict diet and so many other things, you know, assisted with his motor skills and his development and, you know, cognitive function, I, I mean, I threw everything at that kid, but the kitchen sink, poor kid. Um, but all of it, you know, I would see some sort of difference. Some of them I'd see like drastic changes, but it, it it's not, I didn't say that I changed my, my child and I, I never used the word cured because, you know, that, that would imply that his autism is completely gone, not there. As Mitch said, you know, full recovery. And, and a recovery can look different as well. So when I use the word recovery, that, that can also, people recover and go into remission from cancer, but they're not necessarily like cured, right? So it's always you know, Noah barely has any challenges today, but um, he, he had like severe challenges back then. So, you know, it's, it's a lot different now. When you talk about severe challenges, I was always under the impression that autism was a dysfunction of the brain, but it's actually a whole body thing. It affects the, it affects the gut. It affects everything, doesn't it? It does. So my son regressed into his state of autism and what 
professionals or some professionals would say would be called regressive autism, but my son was vaccine injured. So he regressed and then he lost all his speech. He lost some motor skills and some cognitive function. And I literally, this kid who was so full of energy and functionality and doing so well, he actually um, lost it all and went into this, this bubble and, and I couldn't reach him. He was disconnected, no eye contact. Um, we used to call him our little monkey and he could no longer climb the walls. Um, he couldn't climb anything for that matter. And, you know, then came the tiptoe walking. He couldn't jump off two feet. He didn't have very much, uh, you know, physical strength or coordination. And then literally the lights just went out in his eyes. So, you know, you, it was like nobody was home and he'd just stare off in the space and everything was tantruming because he couldn't, he couldn't express what he wanted. Um, with his speech anymore. And so in, in that case, these kids have a tendency to just scream at you. That, that, that's amazing. So, and I realize if you're listening to this program, that this is a controversial thing that I'm about to say, but there is some folks that will tell you that sometimes vaccines have got a negative impact on your, on your children or what, is what you're telling me is that that's what happened in your case? It is. So I didn't realize it after he went in for his, his MMR and Versella vaccine, uh, Noah broke out in a full body rash within 24 hours. And he had a very high grade fever for about a week. I mean, it took like an act of God to get his fever to come down. And the pediatrician just kept telling me how normal this was. Um, it took a mild steroid to even flush out that rash after about three weeks of not being able to get rid of it. And, um, and then the slow regression just came right after it. And after I explained this to um, another doctor, once I found out what was wrong with Noah, um, she explained to me that what had occurred was a vaccine injury. That's, that's, that's terrible. Um, uh, and, and I'm so sorry that must've, that must've been as a parent, just horrible to watch. Um, it was, I think the hardest part was that I didn't know what was going on. And I spent two and a half years where Harbor regional center lost our paperwork. My pediatrician, if, if the woman was going to tell me one more time that all of this was normal, I just I was about to lose it. Um, she couldn't spend more than two minutes with Noah and two preschools that were like, I'm sorry, your kids got special needs. We can't care for them. Um, I, I do say that it's, it was, there was definitely this divine intervention in this process as to where, um, I talk about it in my book where at my worst moments, God would send me an angel and no kidding that would come into my life for a period of time to tell me what to do, where to go and how to do it. And many occasions as to where, um, I was able to get those answers. By the way, we're talking with, uh, Tracy, Mitch. Slepsevic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very good. He was real quick on the uptake there. And go to www.warriormom.org, and you can find out more information about Tracy and the book. The uh, The name of the book is Warrior Mom, and there's a reason why she named it that, because you became an advocate for your son like no other. I did. Um, so at one point, one of those angels was my naturopathic doctor. And as I found out no, what, when I got the diagnosis that Noah had autism, I had to run back to the office and my naturopath's office was adjacent to ours. And I saw him walking down the hallway and I'm crying and he reaches out he gives me a hug and he's like, what's the matter? And I said, well, Noah was diagnosed with autism. And, and he looks at me, just backs up, looks me dead in the eye and says, Noah's going to be okay. I want you to go home. I want you to do your research because doctors are making great strides with biomedical intervention. Now, back then I had known a lot about nutrition and I was a psychology major, which I quickly dropped out of. Um, but I didn't know what biomedical was, but I, I quickly sucked the tears back up into my eyes and went home and got to work. I was, and this was 2000, beginning of 2009. And I was able to, to Google these things. Nothing was really censored or scrubbed from the internet back then as to where I was able to find so many resources and guidebooks and everything. You know, Jenny McCarthy's book, Louder Than Words, gave me hope and inspiration, which is what I wanted to do for my readers by telling my story. Um, but there was never a guidebook. So my main thing was I wanted to give parents a guidebook. Um, so the first part is my story and I'm telling you when it rains, it pours, if it could have happened to me and my husband, it definitely did. Um, and, but I pushed through, I didn't care. I, you know, during this time, my husband lost his business of 20 years after battling insurance, big insurance and exposing them for fraud and collusion and winding up on the front page of the LA Times in a smear campaign. Um, we lost our home, uh, went into foreclosure. And I literally would barter for treatments for Noah. I did marketing for the hyperbarics company who offered to do hyperbaric oxygen therapy for Noah. I, I negotiated with my functional new functional medicine doctor at the time. And she allowed me to make payments, you know, as I could, and she would bill my insurance for whatever she could. I just set a clear intention to heal my kid. And that was exactly what I did because there was nobody in this world that was going to tell me that Noah was going to lead a non-functioning life. So I just made sure that that was all possible. But in part two, I really go through, what do you, I mean, what are the questions you ask? My idea of autism back then was Dustin Hoffman's character in The Rain Man, right? Great movie. So I was like, this isn't <clears throat> Noah. This, you can't have autism. I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> <laughs> he he does do that to me today, by the way. I'm an excellent right. driver, mom. <laughs> I'm like, wait, stop, go. No. Because <laughs> I'll still drive with him. He's got his license, but I'll still drive with him occasionally. And, you know, he's doing great. But um, I'm like, 
I, you know, I always want to make sure. But so all those questions, I didn't know. I didn't have them. And what do you do prior to the age of three? Where can you go? What are, what are the um, resources that you have in your state? What, where do you go after the age of three? I never knew that you could go through the school district and have them evaluated. Um, you know, what are all these these things? And, and what are some nonprofit organizations that are out there assisting other other families. And then the third part's all about healing and addressing underlying conditions. Mitch, you have a teenage uh, boy. When, uh, and what would, what do you feel like it would have been like for you to have a child? When my son's going through this now, it's a heartfelt and difficult moment for him. Uh, what do you, what do you think about, about that, Mitch? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much around this. And I think that, I think one thing that we lack is um, resources and support. um, And I think most, most states about it. Um, And I mean, I dealt with, we've talked on other podcasts with some other things, um, you know, not to autism, but with, you know, ADHD and some other different things. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, um, it can be really sad. It can be a struggle. And I mean, I think hearing you talk about it just now and explaining all the things, I think that warrior mom is the perfect description of what you've had to go through. I mean, you'd have to be a warrior to be able to deal with all those different things. Cause it's when you're trying to approach things and you're not taking no for an answer and you're, you want to take things, you know, you want to figure things out and not just have somebody tell you, I hate that, that this is normal. You're the mom, you're the parent you know, it's not normal, um, you know, and to have somebody continue to tell you something that you firmly don't believe is the case can be also extremely frustrating, but also it sounds like you used it as a fuel to your fire and, you know, making, you know, moving forward and, and looking for different resources and things um, on the healing side, like that you speak about, you know, and I'm sure like, I haven't read your book yet, but I'm excited to, to learn more on that, on that level. But yeah, it's, um, I mean, sorry, kind of a little bit of a tangent of an answer there, Kevin, but uh, it's, yeah, it, it's a, it, it would be a struggle for myself. I, I dealt with some other things, like I said, and it can be really frustrating to not have support from others or people tell you things that you know is not the case. So now, you know, Tracy, I know that you are doing a lot of work around nutrition and stuff. And I want to go back to your childhood because I know that when you were a child that that you ate everything perfectly well and you did a great job of okay, you were eating box meals and snacks and soda. What what decided you that that probably wasn't the best way for you to to live and uh start your journey down a path to better nutrition. Right. So I had a mom that worked full time. Um, and like I was telling you before, if it was in a box, a package, a can or something, I mean, we ate it cause we, it was like, fend for yourself. Um, and so it wasn't until I got into my twenties that I really started studying nutrition and I was a personal trainer, um, that I, I realized, you know, what what goes into our body and the importance of what goes into our body, but not 100% until I started doing the research on Noah. And when my functional medicine doctor told me, you know, we need to do a major gut cleanse. So you need to go back to just eating real food. So 
meats, uh, fish, vegetables, and low glycemic fruits like berries and stuff. And so there was no processed anything. There wasn't adding butter. Sure, we could have spices and stuff. But I tell parents all the time when they're like, oh, well, my kid's such a picky eater. And I'm like, okay, so who's the parent, first of all? And secondly, because I remember, okay, do you guys remember that the old days, your parents put food in front of you and they're like, you can eat it or you can just not eat, you know? And my mom wasn't like 100% like that. If we didn't like it, she would compromise to an extent. But there was no way that we were going to starve. And I'm sure most of those people way back in the day where their parents forced them to eat what was in front of them, they didn't starve. So same thing with my son. When he decided to be a little picky, I'm like, that's your food. And, you know, you'll eventually eat it or you just won't eat. And then they'll get hungry enough. I swear and I know it sounds cruel, but I'm not going to give my kid a processed hot dog or, a, um, you know, some packaged, you know, whatever puffs or whatever comes in a can mm. or a bag. Macaroni and cheese. Mm. Mac and cheese. I never really got into making mac and cheese for Noah. Um, it was mostly like meat and something, but there was a lot of starches for sure. A lot of, you know, I, I didn't take potatoes away from Noah. I gave him that. I'm like, that was his... That was his treat. And kids need carbohydrates to an extent. So I do say if it's potatoes, please make sure it's organic. <laughs> and, and, and make sure the butter's organic that you know. No butter. You can clarify oh, no. butter. No, that you know is cool. No butter? Okay. Yes, you can clarify butter. So take the butter, boil it, scrape off the foam, throw it away, and then run it through a cheesecloth. And you can have that butter. Um, but have you ever heard that fat equals flavor? <laughs> you can have that. That's a good fat. Clarified butter is a good fat. This is a tough, tough subject for Kevin right now. Boy, it really is. I got you. you. No I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I grew up in a household where it was like, you know, eat this. You can have macaroni and cheese or you can have macaroni and cheese. You get to pick. Uh, <laughs> yes. I had mac and cheese as a kid. Hands down, my mom thought I was going to like live my life eating mac and cheese. I'm like, well, I didn't know how to make anything else. So exactly. And that comes with margarine that could be put in it or and, and stuff, which is even worse for you. So <laughs> and I, so I, I just want to just say for those of you that are listening and you're and you're going, I go shopping and I go and buy my stuff and I buy boxes, cereals and stuff like that. Uh, you might want to think rethink that because it's not it's not really good for you and um um tracy's got proof don't you if they say on a box of cereal that it's healthy and lowers your cholesterol and everything else it's a it's a crock of you know what it's a it's a crock of cheerios is what it is that's yes. what it is. <laughs> because that's and but those are all and when I, I i was in the food business for a long time those are all marketing terms. Yes. They they have very, very little to do with reality. 
um like like even when you say hey it's an organic chicken okay well they open up they have a chicken house it's like 200 football or 200 feet long uh, which is no the size of two football fields 600 yards and then they open up one of the ends and they let the chickens out for a little bit and now they're being organically fed in amongst the hormones in amongst the food that they the feed that they give them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So don't don't buy into any of the of the. I market. think you get to know your farmers. Yeah, that would be handy. That would be handy. As soon as they starve us out, then you know your local farmers. You know you got your in or plant your own garden in the backyard. I have mine. I have fruit trees everywhere. I could stick one, and I have, you know, my my row for vegetables and whatever else I can grow. Do you have a role for pizza? No. <laughs> Everything in moderation, Kevin. <laughs> I don't take away pizza, but moderation. So just have one pizza, not two. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. I'm so sorry. Uh, but, but <laughs> by the way, we're talking with Tracy. Oh, slept so back. <laughs> I wasn't as quick on that one. You were, and she's written the book Warrior Mom. She is, and if you read her book, she's gone through um, walls quite literally to take care of her son to make sure that he was getting the support that he needed, the nutrition that he needed, the schooling that he needed, all of those things. And she would not take no for an answer. Am I misstating that at all? No. So I can tell you the worst thing that I actually had to deal with, which I'm certain a lot of parents do, is ignorance. There are a lot of ignorant people out there. You know, uh, my kid tantruming or throwing a fit on a playground or in an airport and people just staring and talking and, um, you know, teachers not paying attention. Uh, the school lost my kid twice. The first one was the after-school program, which was still part of the school, the Y program. Um, you know, as they were going to the schoolyard, they Noah roamed off and went to the park adjacent to the schoolyard, which was completely separate. And how do you not notice a kid just completely walking in the opposite direction? And then they never called me. So I go in to pick up my son and I'm like, so how things go today? Oh, Noah wasn't very good. And then she runs off. So I asked one of the, the guys working there, what happened? He's like, you mean they didn't call you? And I'm like, no, well, we lost Noah. It was quite scary. We had every known adult looking for him. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Eventually like an hour later, we found him in the uh in the park on a hillside you know playing with sticks just sitting there on a hillside could have fallen down the hill could have gotten kidnapped there's a street right there could have gotten run over could it could have could have anything and then i'm like oh okay so i couldn't find her on my way out i take no to therapy because you know that was the day his therapy i drop him off the therapist takes him i sit there to wait you know, as I usually would wait. And uh, it was like somebody dro dropped like a, a ton of bricks on my head. And 
all these things that could have happened to Noah came flooding in. And I was bawling. And the poor guy across from me, who ended up becoming my really good friend, <laughs> was like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not okay. Um, so I immediately, during this time I was working at the Hyatt and I immediately called my boss and I said, I need to take a leave of absence. And, uh, you know, so I did that as to where I could find the proper care. Uh, for Noah. And then again, the school and his new second grade teacher at the time, you know, kept pulling his one-on-one -on -one aid away from him. And I was volunteering every now and then in the classroom. And I'm like, you can't do that. My kid has a tendency to wander. That's very dangerous. And I'm volunteering and she does just that. And guess what happens? I'm witnessing as Noah just out the door, he goes, and so I get up and I follow him as neither one of them are paying attention, the aide or the teacher. And I'm just seeing where he wants to go. And again, he wants to go to the park because those happened to be the park that I took him to a lot when he was little. And I'm like, Noah. And he turns around. Oh, hi, mama. And I'm like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to the park. And I'm like, no. And I came in and I was furious. Oh, I can't imagine. And I'm like, you are going to talk to me in private now. I have a class to run. No, you don't. Unless you want me to yell at you in front of all your students, you are going to come out here now. <laughs> and then she fired me from volunteering. Of course she did. <laughs> and then... I said, I'll do one, I'll one up ya. I'm not bringing my kid back to school until he's got a different teacher. And I didn't, because I had this really great functional medicine doctor. And when things went wrong, she would just write this note. It's not safe for him to be in school. So he'll return as soon as it is. Good for you. Good for so, you. These Better. are the things that parents, like ignorance, because I can't tell you how many times kids escape. It's it's ridiculous. The aides. Do you know what these aides are? They're high school graduates. They're glorified babysitters with no education or training to be with a child with special needs. At least here in the state of California. No class, no nothing. <clears throat> oh, you graduated from high school. You're okay. You can just be with these kids. And Really? So this is what... This is what, you know, these parents have to deal with. I don't anymore. I mean, he's almost 18 years old and he's doing just fine, but. Well, congratulate him for us that he's doing just fine. And, and Mitch, I have to tell you, that's one phrase that you never want to hear from your school. What? They didn't call you? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no, I would have known if they called me. <laughs> It's like, oh, dang! I guess I guess we escaped that escaped notice that we. I I think we probably should have called you. Um, should have been the first thing they did. Yes, yes, indeed. So, I, I you know what? We've totally blown our break, so we're just going to skip it today. So, because <laughs> sorry, 
<laughs> that's quite all right this has been very very interesting and i've i've enjoyed it greatly and by the way we're talking with tracy slipsovic thank you <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting it now slipsovic there we go okay but it's it's more fun it's, it's more fun to see how up on his toes mitch is he's <laughs> He's actually doing really quite well. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. impressed. And uh, go to uh, warriormom.org, and you can find out all about her. That's where her book is, and you can buy the book. And, uh, and you can find out all. Well, and in this day and age, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy, but I think it's fair to say that you, if you don't have a child with AIDS, you know somebody who has a child with AIDS or with, with um, um, autism. Yes. So, and it's not just autism. So I can honestly tell you it's broad spectrum, ADD, ADHD, autism, any neurological disorder. And honestly, everything I did for my child, I did for myself. And I I had a lot of um, health issues myself. Um, And as I would not allow um, Noah to try any treatments or therapies without me being you know, the test dummy first, uh, I ended up healing, you know, my own ailments. I had chronic inflammation and pain. I had chronic migraines, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis. I mean, I could give you the laundry list. Um, and as long as I was like on this nice clean diet and doing all these treatments that, you know, we were doing for Noah, um, I was feeling great. And I was healing myself. So it's not necessarily, or a new parent, let's say a new parent wants the do's and don'ts, what to do and what not to do. I was sitting in the airport the other day and I was flying home from a health and freedom conference. And there was this new mom that was sitting next to me with her brand new baby, her very first baby. And uh, I looked at her and I said, you know, can I give you a book? And she's like, well, sure. So I I autographed a book and I gave it to her. And I said, you know, I poured my heart and soul into this book. And I believe that any parent can benefit from it. And even one of my neighbors reached out to me and she said, Tracy, I have a very dear friend who has a son with autism. And I just want to understand what she's going through. So I would like to read your story. So she stopped by, I gave her a book. And, um, you know, here's, here's just a friend who wants to understand what her friend is going through so she can, you know, be there for her. And, you know, so it's, it's for so many people and, and it's just a beautiful story of hope and inspiration. I laugh because I go back when I was asking Del Bigtree for his, um, his endorsement and he contacts me and he's like, you know, I was really just planning on skimming through your book and giving you my endorsement. He said, but then I read your intro and I got pulled in and it was this beautiful story. And um, he's like, it's so well written that I read like most of your book on my way home, on my flight home. And I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Isn't that special? Isn't that special? And, and it's been out less than a month. Yes. And it's, have you heard how it's doing at all? So the ebook that came out in January um, was an Amazon bestseller and also a Barnes and Noble bestseller. So 
for Amazon, it was in the top three categories. So it gives you three categories that they put the book in and it reached number one for, it held that for about a couple of weeks um, in all three categories. And then Barnes and Noble, which is not an easy bestseller, you know, list to hit, um, it hit that. So for the book itself, um, I think it's done really well just because I'm, I'm getting feedback of everybody who's, who's like, oh, I, I'm seeing it everywhere. And, and then, but my publisher is like, well, we can only give you numbers like 60 to 90 days out is when we get accurate numbers of, you know, when, you, when it released. So we'll see. So it, so, but it sounds like it's doing very, very well. It was very well written, and uh, and Mitch, do you have a thought? Any 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 questions? Any thoughts for for our friend Tracy? No, I think uh, it's great. I I I like. I, I'm definitely intrigued to go and, and read the book for sure. And I'm a big person when it comes to or try to be. Obviously, I have my moments, but with diet and stuff like that, that you know, there's that old kind of cheesy saying: "You are what you eat," and you know, real from what I've understand and some of the things that I've done and I have books on nutrition and natural stuff. And that's what I try to stick to as much as possible. I got my juicer and things like that, but your digestive system and everything, like you were talking to earlier, I mean, I've, I've read and heard, I mean, that's the stem of everything. Um, you know, how healthier you are on your digestion side and that, you know, obviously what you're eating and things you're putting in your body really, puts out or portrays, you know, how you feel, how you act, your moods, your emotions. I mean, it's, it's so in tune. Everything is come, comes from your gut. Um, so it's, it's nice. I, I love and everything that I've heard so far and I've been just reading little bits about you and stuff like that. And I'm really excited that you're on the show. It's been, it's been great so far. Well, thank you. You know, our, our nervous system connects our gut to our brain. So, you know, then they call it the whole gut brain theory. So in any way, shape or form, if, if your gut or your microbiome, as we call it, is messed up and we all, to some extent, have a messed up gut. I don't, I don't, I've yet to find the perfect person who, who has this, you know, great digestive system and, you know, no bacteria in their gut. They all got, they got some sort of dysbiosis or, and we should all be doing parasite cleanses at least twice a year. Nobody realizes that um, we're all subject and exposed to parasites on a daily basis. And so there's so many different things in a, in addressing the gut. And then, you know, there's a lot of other different healing modalities that, that contribute for sure. Um, and having first and foremost, it's, it's, the best thing to do is find a really good functional medicine doctor. It, today, you can go through like medmaps.org. Um, it's Medical Association for Pediatric Special Needs. And they're the doctors that kind of address those underlying conditions associated with, you know, uh, neurological disorders as to where, you know, they can find out if they have leaky gut, if they have you know, PANS or PANDAS, which is high levels of strep in the blood, pediatric autoimmune neuropsychotropic disorder associated with streptococcus. Say that, Kevin. <laughs> I can't even, I don't even remember what you said. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 strep, streptococcus, I've got that one. What, what's the other ones? 
No. You got the strep. <laughs> exactly. So what happens, a lot of these kids who have um, behavioral disorders, tics, Tourette's, um, autism, ADD, ADHD, um, they should be tested for pandas. And this is the high levels of strep can cause major inflammation on the brain. And in some cases, which I didn't even know till recently, can be life-threatening. And so I believe every kid on this planet should be tested for pandas on a regular basis. It and, should be part of a pediatric protocol. And but what and what is a panda? <laughs> it's a cute little bear. Actually, I thought <laughs> you were gonna say. <laughs> So pediatric autoimmune neuropsychotrophic disorder associated with strep. So it's Jeez. strep in the blood. We all have some sort of strep in our blood. Um, but when those strep levels get really elevated, um, it could cause further neurological damage because the brain starts to get inflamed. And, and this is something that pediatricians don't even know what it is or or how to test for it or anything. So functional medicine is becoming more common these days. And I feel it's just something that's very important that all kids get tested for. Even if you go up to your pediatrician and say, you need to test for pandas. And if you don't know what it is, look it up. You know, it's Danae's deep you know, levels in the blood. They also should check their immune system and see if their immune system is shot, see if they have any mitochondrial dysfunction. Cause you know, the chances of vaccine injury, if, um, if they have mitochondrial dysfunction, it, the chances of them regressing from, from a vaccine injury is about 80%. It's really high. So immune system, they, they gotta be able to fight off all those vaccines that are being shoved into them and most of these kids can't so well i was just going to mention do you know that well and as we're sitting here talking there's somebody in our audience that's saying yeah okay fine eat healthy it's more expensive i can't afford it um to get all these tests uh, the insurance uh, probably doesn't cover it and i've got a thousand dollar deductible so I can't do that either. It's nice to say these things, but I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, but oh well, my gosh, this is my favorite question to answer. Oh, you knew that. Holy, holy crap! It's Warrior Mom. I think I just brought the <laughs> Warrior Mom out in her. She's been sparked. <laughs> All right. So I've had parents for years after mentoring them say, I can't afford this. I can't do this. I can't. I said, well, that's great because you have just set yourself up for a lifetime of failure. And that's exactly what you're going to get. If you can't afford, you can't, you know, you're going to continue to never afford it. I couldn't afford Jack. You know what? Back then. My house was in foreclosure. My husband lost his business of 20 years. I sold everything I owned except my wedding ring. It was the only thing I kept. And if I could pick it up and put it on eBay, I did. And I didn't care. I honestly did not care. I was not attached to stuff or things, but I was willing to do the work. And I bartered for treatments. I Hyperbarics, I'm like, I really want this treatment for my kid. I saw 
this group of guys running a booth at a conference. And I'm like, listen, my kid deserves this treatment. And right now finances might suck a little bit, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I will do your marketing. I'll work your front desk. I will scrub your toilets, whatever you want me to do. I'll do it. So they allowed me to do their marketing on the weekend. And I did. And in, in turn, they gave me 40 sessions of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I think it was for like $20 a session back then, which was nothing. And these days you have so many ways to fundraise, you know, online and virtually. And I didn't have that in 2009. I just, Got to create it. I became a powerful creator because where your mind goes, your energy flows and guaranteed if you, if you create that for your child, or if you, you know, set a clear intention, you know, it's, there are no limits. You, you don't put limits on yourself, but when you say I can't afford, I can't grow it in your backyard, then but can I tell you how fast vegetables grow it's like they were there with there they weren't there and now they are there okay and then grow like winter stuff in the winter grow it in your home do whatever i don't care but stop stop making excuses because i don't do well with the excuses that's not how i got the name warrior mom <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, Mitch, I'm not, I'm pretty sure that I don't want to piss this lady off. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, not at all. Listen, I did grow up in the, in the suburbs of Detroit. <laughs> well, but, and the thing is, it's either we're talking about your child. And so you want to do yeah. everything. And by the way, I sold my wedding ring. It's a, you can't get that much for them. They, they cost a lot more to buy them than they do when you try and sell them in any event. Uh, but uh, um, no, and it was your child, and I, I get that, and you were willing to do anything. We haven't talked about how he's doing today. I know you. I know you. You mentioned that he's driving. That is pretty. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes, he's doing really well. So he's getting ready to graduate from high school next month, and he wants to go to school for film. So he's been doing film for four years all through high school. Um, even this year as he doesn't have any more film classes to take, he's still, he'd get out of school early, go to film. And, you know, it was one of those teachers that took an interest in Noah and really just made a huge difference. And for those um, caregivers and teachers and coaches and all those people out there who are listening, you can make a huge difference in the life of a child by just taking the time to be patient and understand them. And I found a lot through Noah's life that that wasn't always the case, but in this case it was. So um, Mr. Campbell, love that guy. He just really took an interest in Noah. So Noah took an interest in film and that's, he wants to be a film editor. And uh, for now, he's just going to go to the junior college down the street. And, um, you know, the, the bar is too high. His 3.8 didn't get him into the colleges he applied to. I'm like, um, blew my mind a little bit. In high school? Good for yeah. Him. Good for him. 
So, but you know, Noah's like, whatever. Okay, whatever. I'm like, Noah, take your vitamins. Okay, mom. You know, Noah, we I got to take you for an IV to boost your immune system. Okay, mom. You know, Noah, go exercise because you need to go to the gym. Okay, mom. He loves his personal trainer. He's just a He's just a good kid, a little confused by everything that's going on these days, a little indoctrinated, um, and he hates politics, which is fine. Um, but it, it, because he hates politics and he's, you know, still somewhat on the spectrum, he's like he hates government class because they told him to do like some kind of report on politics. And he's like, no, <laughs> he's like. I have an IEP. Find something else for me to write about. <laughs> oh, very, very He's good. Such right. a manipulator. Master manipulator. I wonder where he got that from. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> his dad. <laughs> By the way, I admire his dad, your husband. He just he, he, he no, you are you are so the next the next book you're gonna write is I'm a proud warrior mom. Absolutely. I am a proud warrior mom. But I it seems as though my future book needs to acknowledge those warrior dads. Perfect. Perfect. When Mitch is one of those. My kid, my Absolutely. kids are old now. I don't have any kids anymore. They're like they're like old, 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 old people. <laughs> so. so I am gonna be doing a TED talk soon. Oh wait. And I said, I said, well. I'm still working on, so I'm working with a TED talk coach and it's, you know, it's a little filtered. I can't talk about vaccine injury or anything, but I said the book was for parents, right? To educate parents and my TED talk is for Noah. So this amazing thing happened. I was taking Noah to drop him off the school for his field trip and he loves Kermit the Frog because he's done this series of films on, on Kermit the Frog. And so he's dressed in his Kermit Adidas suit and he's got his Kermit mask on. And I look at him and I'm like, do you ever wonder what people think when, you know, you walk around with your Kermit mask? And he looks at me and he's like, no, why would I do that? I leave that all up to you. <laughs> and I'm like, touche. <laughs> I do worry way too much about what my what people think of Noah and he's like mom people don't make fun of me they don't they don't you know um point fingers he said that's your paranoia <laughs> so my it, TED talk it, is a little about my paranoia of you know my kid and learning to you know think outside the box and not worry about whatever and says. and by the way we're talking with Tracy Slepsevic very good. We've run out of time. We're, we are going to have to uh, wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here. It's it's great to have you here. Get the book, Warrior Mom. Go to the website, warriormom.org. Find out all about her. And uh, Mitch, welcome back from Hawaii. Um, I'm going to let you uh, have the honor of taking that out. And by the way, on Friday, we're going to have an intimacy coach, and then we've got the Passanistas are going to be in the afternoon. Don't miss that show. It's going to be great. You could win tickets on that show. There we go. And again, you are listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150. And remember, 
Be kind to one another because each other is all we have. Amen. Mm-hmm.